here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Coming up tonight, the start of week number two in the NFL. My Cincinnati Bengals are at home. They're taking on the Baltimore Ravens. It's also the start of week two of your fantasy league. And Joe Bartle is going to join us here in a few minutes from rotowire.com. He's going to get you set up correctly. And the good news is, right now, they're offering a free 10-day trial at rotowire.com forward slash. So if you want to kind of take advantage of what those guys are offering, we appreciate them for uh, making that offer available for our listeners and definitely uh, offer uh, that to you as a really nice gift. So check that out. Tell me uh, what you guys think of that because it's pretty cool what they're doing. And joining us now on the program, because... Let's be honest, I've got guys who have lots of fantasy questions, and I only go to one guy. I only go one place. I go to Rotowire, and I go to my guy, the definitive expert at rotowire.com. I mean, I'll come up with some more adjectives next week, but Joe Bartle joins us, the definitive expert, the expert at rotowire.com. The guy. You like that, Joe? Is uh, Is that too much over the top? Okay, it sounds like I don't have him, so we will get him back on the phone and see if we can get that connected. So until then, uh, let me tell you what we've got tonight. As we mentioned, we've got the Bengals coming up tonight. They're taking on the Ravens, and that's going to be right after the conclusion of the Doc Holliday call-in show. Now, South Carolina and Marshall were scheduled to play. Unfortunately, they can't do it. The good news is the right decision was made to not play that game because of Hurricane Florence. So Marshall might be looking for a game now, might not be. I'll I'll leave that for the show coming up later. And that is Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Now, let me encourage you to call that program because it's going to be the best opportunity for you to actually get those questions answered. What's going to happen, Marshall? Will they try to schedule a new game? What's the payout look like, insurance, all of that. So cancellation of Marshall, South Carolina, and your best opportunity to find out what's going on next is the program coming up next. You should take advantage of it. It is Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. Now, on the program, maybe I overhyped him. We'll figure it out. I've got the definitive expert at rotowire.com, the guy to go to if you want to know anything, he'll tell you. He is Joe Bartle. He's with us now. Um, I'm hoping I'm not overhyping you, or maybe I can just come up with something even bigger and better next week, Joe. Well, you must have just you must have had too good of an introduction for me, and I couldn't handle it, or my phone couldn't handle it. it that's that's my only reasonable conclusion for that. I, that's fair. I like that. That is um, <laughs> that, that is pretty valid. You know what? Uh, I'm finding all of a sudden that interest inside the building, at least for this day, this segment of the show has increased because, well. We got guys who are competitive. They've got a fantasy football league, and all of a sudden, they've got questions. We've got answers. So um, I'm sure that's across offices all over our region where finally we have a source, Joe. And uh, you guys offer up a lot of information at rotowire.com, and you're offering a free 10 day trial at rotowire.com forward slash free. So fans can get all this research and you guys i mean you don't stop week one week two you don't stop you're continually updating that yeah and it it goes uh even past week 17 into the playoffs too i mean there's there are some leagues and i I haven't actually been a part of this in 
which is kind of crazy. I feel like I've done everything in my fantasy career thus far, but I haven't been a part of a fantasy league that does fantasy stuff in the playoffs. So maybe you play till week 15, week 16, and then you do a separate playoff-only league, and I haven't been a part of that. But we do do updates all throughout the playoffs, whether it is for daily fantasy sports or even if you're doing a pick em league or something like that now that gambling is legal. Uh, we have updates and knowledge going on all throughout the football season. And, of course, it isn't just football that we have covered, too, but we also have you know a wide swath of different sports. So, yeah, Roto-Wear is <laughs> covered with everything when it comes to fantasy. Now, tonight's kickoff of Week 2. We've got the game. We're Bengals radio affiliate, so we're going to carry that one tonight. It's going to be Baltimore and the Bengals. And you guys, um, you're almost as on top. Well, not almost. You are. You're on top of everything because you know, the experts are coming to you as far as breakdowns, previews. Uh, and so I'll start you there. What's your thoughts on this one tonight between the Bengals and the Ravens as far as you know who to start, who to sit, what you like in week one, and, and how that impacts maybe a fantasy football player? Well, I'll start off by saying that this is sneakily one of my favorite games, I think, on the Week 2 schedule. I'm intrigued. I wasn't a huge fan of the Ravens entering this season, but it's tough to ignore you know, a 47-point win, or at least scoring 47 points. The Bills are going to be bad. I, I would be surprised if they win more than uh, four games, three games. The, the Bills are a really bad team, and we knew this coming in, but I didn't expect the Ravens to run over them as much as they did. So at least one side of this matchup, there's a lot of interesting developments that I think you can keep an eye on. We'll get to the fancy guys in a bit, but at least on the other side, I really am happy to see the Bengals back and, and kind of flowing. The fact that Joe Mixon is a fantasy relevant running back when he was drafted so highly last year, it's a good thing to see. I think that we needed more fantasy relevant running backs, guys like Devonta Freeman and even Rice Freeman who were drafted around the same time as Joe Mixon this time around. They both struggled in week one, so it was good to see that Joe Mixon kind of rise above the expectations, or at least where his ADP was slotting him this year. I, I think it's going to be a good game. I'm not a huge fan of the Thursday night games as the season progresses, but we're only in week two, and really neither of these teams suffered debilitating injuries whatsoever. So it'll be a classic Bengals offense trying to figure out what to do with that Ravens defense. I know Joe Flacco had a big game last week. I'm not going anywhere near him in terms of fantasy quarterback, and I can pretty much assure you that unless I'm really, really desperate as far as injuries or bye weeks, I'm not going to be touching Joe Flacco. I just don't I don't feel like he can consistently put together, and again, he's not facing the Bills for, through 17 weeks. So I don't, I don't feel like we need to go that way. Alex Collins, though, at least for the running back for the Ravens, I would have thought he would do better against the Bills, and really the injury kind of hurt him, but for the most part, he wasn't part of that equation. The game was over by the end of the third quarter, so maybe he didn't get that run that we'd be expecting him to, but that's one to keep an eye on. And as far as the receivers go on both sides of the ball, I love A.J. Green. I love John Ross, the fantasy flex play, even a wide receiver three. I think that so long as he continues to have a touchdown potential, which he does just about every week, I think he's got to to consider starting in your lineup. I don't think you have much better high-profile options or uh, that can reach their potential that John Ross could. And I think the same goes for John Brown, too. I think he's very clearly a number three wide receiver, maybe even a number two wide receiver, and this matchup against the Bengals doesn't scare me at all. So I think it's actually going to be maybe not a high-scoring affair, but at least fantasy point-wise, I think you're going to get a a bunch of different guys putting together 10, 15, 20-point games. Is there anybody in this game that you are definitely sitting that uh, maybe uh, you might have on your roster and you're thinking, okay, other than Flacco, you're probably sitting him, if I can tell uh, from your voice. Other than that, uh, (laughs) is there anybody like, okay, maybe – if you are desperate, but if you've got him and you've got another option, go with that other option. Uh, unfortunately, 
Anthony Dalton, I think, is going to be hitting the bench for me. Now, I don't really have him in too many leagues, but there is a chance after that Colts game that maybe you picked him up off the waiver wire. And that's fine. I actually think that maybe throughout the long-term season, he might be a good play. But this week against that Ravens defense, Thursday night game, I'm not going anywhere near Andy Dalton. I think there's probably better quarterbacks out there that you can kind of rely on or even pick up off free agency as opposed to using Andy Dalton. So both the QBs in this game I'm staying as far away from, which is ironic because, again, I, I started this whole thing saying I like the receivers, and I do. I think they'll do all right, at least in the PPR format, but I'm not going anywhere near the, the quarterbacks. I think it's going to be too inconsistent of a game to rely on either of those guys. What you're telling me is uh, Andy Dalton throws interceptions, and you just didn't say that. <laughs> well, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> he is my boy. I mean, I guess he has to be my boy since I am a Bengals fan. I, um, I'm, I'm the only one in team colors today here at the office, so uh, I guess I'm going to own that. I feel like everyone should be scolded. Then. There should be way more Bengals jerseys being worn at this point. Well, I've, I have a crazy workplace here where uh, there are a lot of Browns fans. It's you know also an older older office. So, you know, when the Browns used to be good, back – Back in the, back <laughs> well, in the day. I, don't, I, I definitely can't even tell you when that happened. So last, I'll, I'll, I'll just lean on what your knowledge says about that. <laughs> it, it was pre-Roto Wire. Uh, this was before <laughs> Roto Wire. This is back in Stone Tablet days. All right, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So I've got questions. You've got answers. Hopefully, uh, finally, uh, some folks here in our office, and maybe that's the same dilemma for a lot of people. Uh, are starting to pump me for information. So that makes a great segment for me because now I've got some true fantasy football player questions to ask you. And uh, the first one that I was asked today was, and you mentioned his name earlier, Alex Collins or Dalvin Cook is the dilemma for one player. Oh, boy, that's that's an easy one. Hands down is Dalvin Cook. How great did he look against that 49er defense last week? I mean, he was running effectively and safe for that fumble. Really, even that fumble where he – or that run on that fumble – he shut off two guys and was able to get 10 or 12 extra yards than he should have. And then, of course, the fumble happened. That kind of really ruined the rest of his day. But I didn't think Latavius Murray showed me anything. Frankly, I was happy to see the Vikings utilizing Devlin Cook as much as they were. He's going against my Packers, and I can tell you right now that he's going to get at least one touchdown, if not two. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers is playing or not. I think Devlin Cook and the Vikings are going to have a good game. Uh, and I would be rolling with him. I, I, if I had Alex Collins, and I don't really have many shares of him, he was kind of a sleeper candidate. Well, I don't know if you can really call him a sleeper, but fourth, fifth-round guy that people thought would do well. I wasn't one of, among those people, but I would be trying to move Alex Collins. I don't, it's not that he's not that bad of a running back. I just don't know what that Ravens offense is giving me week in and week out. Maybe it's okay to hold on to hold on to him past this game and see what happens in this Week 2 contest against the Bengals, but I don't feel confident about his prospects, at least what I saw in Week 1, which is, again, they destroyed the Bills, and yet there was barely much. There was barely any Alex Collins fighting, save for his touchdown. So yeah, Delvin Cook certainly starting him over Alex Collins, and then maybe keep an eye on how he does tonight, and maybe if he can field some trade offers, go that way. Speaking of your Packers, uh, you got to be happy just as a Packers fan because uh, Aaron Rodgers was um, well, he was worth the money at least uh, week one. How is he the yeah, rest of the yeah, season? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it depends. I think a lot on how that injury ends up affecting him, whether it is a, a, a more debilitating injury than just a knee sprain. I tend to believe that uh, it probably is a little bit more, and we're just not letting on what, what kind of stuff Rodgers is really dealing with right now. But I, I hope for Rodgers' sake that he does not play Week 2 against the Vikings. I was not impressed at all with how he handled Cleo Mack along the offensive line, and I think that instead of one Cleo Mack, there's going to be four Cleo Macks 
than the version of the Vikings defensive line that we're seeing in week two. I, it, to me, even if Rodgers is playing, the Packers probably don't have much of a chance winning. Certainly they have a better chance of winning than if Deshaun Kaiser is going to be out there at quarterback. But I think that Rodgers is going to be limited. I, maybe the short passes is going to be something that helps out that offense, like we saw during the second half of that Packers game, uh, Packers-Bears game. But to me, I'm, I'm a little worried about that. Long-term future, though, again, if he if he can move around even a little bit, if he can provide value outside the pocket with that knee injury, he's still going to be top five fantasy quarterback so long as he can stay healthy. And that's that's kind of a hands-down sort of thing. Okay, so if you got him, go ahead and start him. Is that uh, what I'm hearing? Yeah, so I, I've had a couple of people ask me that question, and I think it's more because they know I'm a Packers fan as opposed to a fantasy analyst. And the Packers fan who says, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Come on, absolutely. But I think you really have to look at who your second quarterback matchup might be. Like, say if you have Phillip Rivers going against the Bills. Well, I'm absolutely starting Phillip Rivers. That's not even a question in my mind that I'm going that direction. Even a guy like Russell Wilson. Now, you wouldn't have Russell Wilson and Rodgers on your team. If you did, kudos to you. And I think you probably should have won your league already by this point (laughs) after week one. But I think against the Bears, Russell Wilson, I still feel confident starting him over Rodgers. So, like, there's, there's a lot of guys that I think are value above him, but it's more based off their matchup. So I think Rodgers is a tough one this week, as opposed to any any relation to the talent between the two quarterbacks that you might have on your fantasy lineup. Now, watching Monday Night Football and watching you know this the whole football bonanza we got, one of the things that we got to see was the New York Jets defense. And the question I get keep yeah that keeps coming my way is, is that Jets D for real? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I will say that I think the Vikings, I'm sorry, the Vikings, I think the Lions offense is as bad as it looked. Um, I don't know if Stafford is going to be that bad, whether it was a tipping of the signals or the Jets already knew beforehand. I, I think that was a little bit of hyperbole by the Jets, but they played really well. And I think it was also a kind of a showcase game for Todd Bowles and company as opposed to Matt Patricia. I mean, they, they the Lions came out flat. And I am surprised because I thought they'd be a little bit better, but not much better than what we saw there. So I think it was more of a, Lions are that bad of a team as opposed to the Jets are that good of a team, specifically the defense. However, if Sam Darnold can kind of control possession, I don't think he's going to do anything more than manage games for you. That's okay, especially for the number three pick. And I think Darnold, we've talked about this on air a couple times, I think Darnold is the best of the rookie quarterbacks. And I, I felt that even prior to Baker Mayfield going number one, I felt that Darnold was the best guy. He doesn't have to do much, though. I, I think he just has to kind of play it safe. Don't put his defense in tough positions where they have to battle back in you know difficult positioning, and and that's that'll kind of be what we think for that uh, Jets defense and how they're going to be how to do well. I think that against the Dolphins particularly, I expect that they'll do well. I'm not a huge Dolphins fan. I'm not really high on their offense, despite what we saw during that rain delay Sunday. Well, it was really kind of a Sunday noon, but then turned into an afternoon game. I, I think that the Jets do fine against the Dolphins this week, but I'm not a huge fan overall of their defense. Speaking of Matthew Stafford, the question was asked of me, Tyrod Taylor or Matthew Stafford? Uh, I'm thinking Tyrod. Maybe you can tell me Matthew and uh, tell me why. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> I don't really blame you. I think what we saw with Matthew, Matthew Stafford, it's really tough to get on board with running him out for week two after throwing four interceptions and looking, well, he got hit a lot. And I wonder if that offensive line just is not very good at all. And I kind of was figuring that actually entering the season – Tyrod Taylor going against the Saints. Of course, the Saints got famously torn apart by Ryan Fitzpatrick, of all people. I I don't think it's going to happen again. I think the Saints defense, a lot of people expected them to be the top five fantasy defense entering this year. I thought that was wildly unrealistic ex- ex- expectations. But 
maybe there's a situation where Tyrod Taylor is able to kind of move the ball with his legs, like we saw against the Steelers where he had over 70 rushing yards, and be able to get 15, 18 points, where Stafford's going to have to get that almost entirely through throwing the ball and probably almost entirely through touchdowns, too. So I think I would lean more towards Tyrod Taylor, but uh, I know I'm just looking at some of my rankings that my colleagues have. A lot of people have Stafford higher, but not significantly. So I think... You know, if you want to go with my advice, we can we can roll with Tyrod Taylor, but I don't think you'd go wrong with either quarterback. Okay. And another one, again, uh, the office has decided that they finally realize, hey, we have an expert here. Um, I got the question, <laughs> Devonta Freeman or Randall Cobb? Well, it depends entirely on if Devonta Freeman's able to play, right? I mean, they, there's a very realistic possibility that he will not be out there come Sunday. And obviously, we're going to go Randall Cobb in that situation. But let's just pretend, for instance, that Devonta Freeman is going to be playing I still think I'm going to go Randall Cobb. There's going to be a lot of short passes. And I anticipate Cobb is not going to have a week one where, of course, he had the game-winning touchdown as an exhilarating performance uh, from him. But maybe if he gets five catches, 50 yards, you're looking at 10 fantasy points right there in the PPR league. And I really struggle to believe that Devonta Freeman, especially with his health concerns, is going to be able to put up something like that. It's, it's a long shot. Let's say if you are looking at your lineup, at least your opposition's lineup, and you think, hey, I'm probably not going to win this week. I think Freeman might be the hot, more high upside play, given what he's going to provide touchdown-wise, potentially. But I think a safer play certainly is going to be Randall Cobb, and that's even if Freeman is el- eligible to play Sunday. Joining us on the program from rotowire.com and Rotowire Magazine, Joe Bartle. And of course, if you uh, want to find out more about Rotowire, they've got a free 10-day trial going on right now at rotowire.com forward slash free. And Joe's going to be with us every week. So if it's Thursday night, an hour before start, and, and I'm still not set on my lineup, and I'm trying to do this, and there's a few guys out there that maybe I can pick up at the last second, you, you know that type of player. Um, is there anybody out there you think that might be a good pickup, or is there anyone out there that you're thinking, stay away from them, that's fool's gold, because you know that fantasy football player, that one that's trying to game this right till the very end. Yeah, I would probably suggest that Dante Pettis is the guy, at least for me personally, that I've been trying to target. And I don't know. I, in most of my leagues, again, I'm a bit more high-profile league, uh, so I might not be able to represent the exact scenario that you're describing here, but he was kind of going in the back end of waivers and you're not having to spend too much in fat budget to acquire Dante Pettis. So maybe in more relaxed leagues, he's a guy that you could potentially pick up in a 10-team league. If Marquise Goodwin is out for the 49ers, I think Pierre Garçon is going to get a lot of the targets, a lot of the PPR targets specifically. But Dante Pettis provides the explosiveness on that offense along with George Kittle. They're not getting anything from that running game in terms of you know, 10, 20-yard plays. I think that that's going to come from the passing game, and particularly Pettis. Against that Lions defense that we saw get carved up by Sam Darnold in his first start in the NFL, I suspect that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do very well. And I think as a result, Pettis is a guy that I feel could easily get five or six catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Like I don't think those are unwieldy numbers by any means. So I think that if you're kind of tinkering with your lineup at the last second you, and you see Pettis around there, he's certainly worth picking up and if there's a situation like, again, the, the previous question before, Devonta Freeman or Randall Cobb, well, I'll pose this as Devonta Freeman or Dante Pettis. I think I'm still going Pettis. And frankly, I think Pettis provides more of the upside than maybe Randall Cobb would. So that's more a matchup-based thing than anything else. But that that really su- should suggest what we might be able to see if Dante Pettis is the guy instead of Marquise Goodwin being out. 
joining us on the program from rotowire.com and rotowire magazine we've got joe bartle with us and again he's going to be with us every week to answer fantasy football questions kind of guide us along and uh you handle mostly the football side of things, but RotoWire has a lot more to offer. Baseball, basketball, hockey. I've actually uh, just went through my first uh, practice draft on hockey with Yahoo uh, earlier today, and uh, I did it a couple times to kind of get a feel for it. And um, usually, I might let the if I if I really don't know what I'm doing here, I'd let the computer auto pick. I found that even. Going that way, I still did better picking, uh, at least according to uh, the metrics that Yahoo offered me, than letting the auto picker do it for me. So uh, I think there's probably a, a lot to be said there for newbies who maybe want to go in and try this because I have never done a hockey draft before, and I thought it was fun. I really, you know, I really wasn't overwhelmed, even though hockey is my sport. Yeah, and the fact that you're kind of testing those things out right away and figuring out where the value is, at least in your league. And, of course, if you did the draft on ESPN or something like that, maybe the mock draft would be different, or at least the guys you'd be seeing and going in certain rounds would be different. The fact that you're testing that out now, that's always a great step. And I think that especially if you're kind of a newcomer to any fantasy league, it doesn't have to be hockey, of course, that's what we're talking about. But I think that's that's always a prospect that is a really good thing, especially if you're trying to understand and learn more about the game that you're playing. So. Yeah, I mean, the same goes for basketball, too. I've been in a few fantasy basketball leagues, but really I'll go in a couple different mock drafts, and I will simulate the first couple picks to see where where people will be going, kind of what the strategy ends up being, and it helps me get the knowledge down the road to pivot where I need to pivot to and everything else and get the players I like to uh, like to acquire. So, yeah, I, you know, RotoWire does a great job with that, their ranking system in particular. Again, not just NFL, but NBA, MLB, NHL, really can help uh, make an impact as far as where you want to be drafting and, kind of figure out how you want to put together your lineup. You guys do everything but draft for me, right? And, and that service is going to come soon, right? Uh, well, say that again? I said you guys do everything but draft for me, but you're going to work on that <laughs> service, right? Well, yes, yes. That might be an under-the-table thing where you can kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge for me, and I can try to make a, a draft happen for you, but <laughs> it won't come cheap. That's what I'll say. Fair. No, no, and it shouldn't because, again, um, I mean, this is what you do. I mean, this is your bread and butter. I, we're – I don't know how to put a dollar value on this right now, and, and maybe we shouldn't, so I don't sicken myself with how much this actually would cost me. Yeah, well, and that's what the 10-day free trial is for. You don't have to. You can figure out over the course of 10 days how much RotoWare is a value to you, the consumer of the product and, and the website and everything else. So, yeah, it, it's great. We don't want to really spoil it for the listeners here. They can kind of make their own decision as to how great RotoWare ends up being as a tool for them. Joe, uh, definitely uh, got a lot good out of this one, and hopefully um, we'll get some more questions next week. As uh, the least the uh, the office staff thinks, uh oh, um, I better get my question in now since uh, Joe's helping <laughs> that guy out. It's it's pretty bloodthirsty around here. You know how office might are. as well might as well just put a sign up sheet on the refrigerator and the in the lunchroom, and everyone can start asking fancy questions. I'll be glad to take them. That's that's my job. I love doing this. I love it. We're going to do that then. Joe, thanks very much. Appreciate it. And I want to remind folks again that uh, check you out at rotowire.com. Uh, there's the free 10-day. And also, if you are an eSport guy, you're doing coverage there as well. So uh, the new NHL game's coming out. I know that. Uh, Madden is uh, hot as ever. So if you want questions answered there, you guys take care of all that there, right? What? As Right? Yes, absolutely. And you can even follow uh, the specific Twitter handle for myself, JB Fantasy Sports, and if you have any fantasy questions you don't want your office to hear, but you just want to ask me separately, 
certainly go ahead and uh, tweet at you, and I'll be able to respond when I can. And if you are interested in the esports, we do have a eGamer News panel as well, too, on Twitter. We can kind of talk to your questions about that as well. So, yeah, we, we got everything covered for you. Good deal. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. We'll talk next week. All right. Sounds good. Bye now. That is Joe Bartle from rotowire.com. We're going to put the sign-up sheet. I've actually got the, um, the whiteboard here in the studio. We might just uh, have the folks come in the studio and uh, sign up. And uh, If you've got questions for me on Thursday, you can tweet them at me as well. We'll uh, try to get them on as uh, much as we can. So looking forward to that next week. And tonight we've got the Bengals and we've got the Ravens. It's going to go on the air. Um, we're not going to miss any of the game. But we've got the Doc Holiday show coming up. We've got Inside Herd Athletics coming up. So that's going to be uh, – putting us a little late as far as joining the network, but we're not going to miss the game. Now, if you want to catch the game sooner, and I mean the pregame, you can tune in to Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We're going to go on the air at 7 o'clock there. So opportunity for you to uh, listen to that if you want to tune in and get ready for the Bengals. 820, uh, about 820 tonight is going to be kickoff, and we're going to have it for you right here in all Bengals games, all season long, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We've got more on the way. We'll get your phone calls in as well. This is The Drive presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition, The Drive, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Be a part of the program. It's 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. And again, reminder coming up tonight, following the program, it's going to be Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick and then the Doc Holiday Call-In Show. Now, the shows are going on despite the fact that yesterday the decision was made to cancel the game between Marshall and South Carolina. Now, Mr. Hamrick will probably have a little bit more insight to tell you as far as what's going to be done next. Will there be a different game scheduled? Where is there a chance that maybe Marshall and South Carolina can play down the road this season? That's kind of one of those crazy logistical things because Marshall's got to not be in the championship game and South Carolina's got to be not in the championship game. And so it's kind of hard to make that commitment Will South Carolina need a game? Probably. So they might just go ahead and schedule something because they're going to try to get the six wins. Marshall might try to get a game if it looks like they need to get the six wins. Hopefully that's not the case. Winning your conference championship will help alleviate that. So there are so many questions, and I encourage you to join the program tonight. Again, I stress this only because I don't think you take advantage of it. This is, and I'm not... I'm not hyping it for any other reason other than I think you should take advantage of it. It's not to stroke anybody's ego. It's not to get you to tune in because we, you know, we're going to try to jack the ratings up. Nothing like that. No. I think you need to take advantage of it because, one, we don't screen the phone calls. Now, if you're going to be stupid, we're going to screen you. But with that said, if you've got a question for Mike Hamrick, then... We want you to call. You could ask Mike about the money that Marshall University was to get for playing that game. How does that process work? How does the insurance claim work? You could ask Mike if there's going to be another game being played. 
Will the open date for the Thundering Herd now be a game day, or will Marshall take their chances with 11 games? What's going to happen? When was the decision finally made? Why did the decision take till yesterday to be made? All these things you can ask Mr. Hamrick, and that is your opportunity coming up tonight. Or maybe you got a question that I haven't thought of that you want to get answered. Again, tonight's the night. Tonight's the opportunity. And you can also tweet at him. We'll give you the Twitter handle during the show. They're going to monitor that as well. So, But I encourage you to make the phone call. Ask Mike the question. Because if you have a question, he will answer it. I can't guarantee you'll agree with the answer, but the answer at least will be presented. So this is your opportunity. If you take advantage of it, I think you're going to really find that you're going to find out more than you usually do by just hopping on the Internet message boards and bouncing off each other and speculating what's going on. Here it is. This is your opportunity. So with that said, we're going to take our next break. We'll come back. We'll get some of your phone calls in. And we will get you closer to Inside Herd Athletics and the Doc Holiday Show right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Thursday edition, The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. You can be a part of the program by calling 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We've got Thursday night football coming up tonight. We're going to go on the air right after the Doc Holiday call-in show. That's going to be 8 o'clock. Not going to miss any of the action. Pre-game is the only thing we're going to miss, so we'll have game action tonight. If you want to catch the pregame, get your get your in-home tailgate going on a little early, or if you're driving home, you want to hear a little Bengals coverage we got you covered on Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. We'll have the entire pregame there. So I'm looking forward to tonight's game. Bengals, Ravens, this one is a big one because the winner here is in charge of the division. Steelers and Browns, they tie. Ravens, if they lose tonight, the Bengals are ahead of them and everybody else. That's it. That's what you need to know. Baltimore would like to get this one because, well, it was the Bengals that knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs last season. Final game of the regular season for both teams, and the Bengals prevail. Knock them out. Buffalo becomes Cincinnati's new best friend. Andy Dalton gets a ton of money donated to his foundation, which I thought was a great gesture by the fans of Buffalo. Uh, Those fans, they got it. They wanted to show that guy, hey, Uh, Thank you. We appreciate it. So we're going to do something nice for you, even though you're not our guy, but you did help us out. So we're going to do something that's going to have a lasting impact. We're going to donate to your charity. I thought that was really cool. And I like to see more NFL fans do stuff like that. I, I don't understand the mentality sometimes of fans because I like my team. But sometimes I think fans like their team to a point where it's not healthy. And I'm not talking about fans who are just passionate about their team. I'm talking about fans who are so passionate that they're looking for other fans of other teams and picking fights. There's no need for that. There's no need for that whatsoever. Because it's just a game. As the weather has proved this week, the game is secondary to everything else. And you're going to find out more about that tonight. 
on Inside Herd Athletics as far as the decision that went into postponing the Marshall-South Carolina game. I mean, that's what we'd be talking about right now if we didn't have the weather coming in. The weather became the story. Safety became an issue. I'm kind of curious. I hope that uh, it's asked tonight by either you or Mr. Kurtner, but I'm kind of curious. Was there an effort to relocate the game? I'm going to off-the-cuff say no only because I kind of feel like South Carolina wanted to have a home game. If they couldn't have a home game with Marshall, then they were going to go look for other options in the future to have a home game. That it was not worth it to them to try to relocate this game. Instead, they would probably be better off, at least in their mind, to, if they're not going to play this game, go find another game from a team that was affected by the weather and then pick that game up, play it at home. I mean, it's tough to play football on the coast of Carolina, isn't it? We're finding that out more and more. But then you've got the Virginia and you've got the Ohio decision to play. They're going to play in Nashville, which I'm kind of interested in that now. And I'm also kind of curious what the TV lineup's going to look like for a couple of these teams. I really haven't dug into it, but will some teams get some upgrades as far as television? Hey, this game was scheduled for the plus, but you know what? we got an opening now on the U. We're going to put it right here. So does that benefit a team? I mean, could that Ohio-Virginia game, could that benefit from a couple of TV slots opening up? Or are there some secondary games on some other networks that are just going to bump up now? I mean, how does that work? Or do you just keep your programming the same on those networks and then just elevate somebody? I'm kind of curious how you would go about that uh, at that level with such short notice. For me, Marshall announced along with South Carolina, that they weren't going to play, I immediately am scrambling to find a game. I don't have to have a game on Saturday, but I wanted a game on Saturday. So I'm scrambling to find a game, and I found the LSU game from one of my providers. Definitely picking that up. So as far as TV is concerned, though, it's a little harder. You just can't pick up and go. Me, I can – it's a la carte. I'm just picking best matchup, best broadcast. LSU, yeah, I think that's going to be the best broadcast. We're going to take that right there. Uh, that's kind of how it works for me. Looking for the best. Yeah, same thing with NFL. I love having the Bengals on every weekend because that's my thing. That's the one team that I can just be a fan of. I'm not going to be objective. I'm going to be a fan. I'm going to tell you I'm going to be a fan about it. Uh, at the end of the day, I will take off the Cincinnati Bengal tinted sunglasses if I've got to actually talk about Cincinnati Bengals news and sports, but I'm going to be a fan. And I'm going to be upfront with you on that because I'm not covering them. I'm not on the beat. I'm not a Cincinnati Bengals reporter. So that's one of the things I'm just, I get to enjoy the Cincinnati Bengals. Plain and simple. Win, lose, or draw. A lot more losing sometimes than winning, but still, I get to be a fan. That's uh, really one of the few things that actually I look forward to. Uh, Sunday, I actually look forward to that's just I can be a fan, plain and simple. But it's a lot easier for me just to find a matchup. I'm sitting here thinking, Sunday, I I gotta figure out what matchups we got. And I've got several choices, my friends, to be honest with you. I got several choices. So uh we've got some football options for you this weekend. If you can't make it to your TV, you're looking for a game, you're in the car, you're on your way back from church or Sunday afternoon lunch, whatever you're doing, we got you covered. 
All right, we're going to take our next break. We'll come back and uh, we'll wrap this one up. We'll carry on with the show here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Well, you know, we would be talking about that Marshall-South Carolina game, but we're going to move ahead. We're going to get you set for North Carolina State. NC State, the Wolfpack, coming to Huntington. going to be a big game. They're going to try to strike the stadium. Hope you're going to be there. It, it should be fun. And so we don't have a game to talk about this weekend, but we can look ahead this a little bit. It's kind of strange. We're previewing this game. It's going to have to approach as if these two teams have off weeks now, just planned off weeks. And if you just look at this game by the numbers, um, both teams are almost averaging uh, about the same. North Carolina State or NC State. NC State, they're averaging 32.5 a contest. Then you got Marshall averaging 33.5 a contest. Defensively, NC State's a little bit better than Marshall. Marshall's allowing 22 a contest, and NC State's allowing 10 a contest. Uh, total yards, the herd's putting up 405. And NC State is putting up 466 and a half. And a lot of that's coming in the air. Passing, NC State likes to go to the air. They are throwing for an average of 367 and a half yards per game. Marshall's right there at 275. And then you look at NC State on the ground, they're only getting 99. Marshall's doing a little bit better at 130. So I look for NC State to... Definitely throw it. Maybe try to get that running game going. Here's the here's the stat you really want to look at, the defense. Marshall has only given up 315.5 yards on defense. That's what they're averaging right now. Again, two games, but still. That's what we got to work with. And NC State is giving up 357 a contest. And they're giving up 222 yards in the air. And they're giving up 135 on the ground. So Marshall's hitting 130 on the ground. And NC State's hitting 135 allowed. Take a crack at them running. I would. Marshall's only giving up 113 yards on the ground. So it's going to be an interesting matchup. Marshall's got a little bit more time to get ready for NC State. NC State now has a little bit more time to get ready for Marshall. I don't know what that's going to look like logistically, only because what's the weather going to allow? NC State, their kids, their faculty, everyone, they're going to have to contend with, of course, the weather as well. Not much of an issue in Huntington. And if it rains and Doc wants to, we can go inside. Don't have to worry about uh, hurricane alerts. So we'll see what happens. That's coming up next week. That's where our focus will be. But until then, we've got a lot of pro football for you this week, and we had high school football as well on Friday. Now, you know there was some talk. Um, it's not happening, but a lot of schools did this. But for the most part, it's not going to affect your Friday night. A lot of schools were looking at the weather. It's like, okay, maybe we need to play this Thursday because Friday we could be getting a, a lot of this coming in. So the Huntington High game, definitely not affected by that. So we'll have that for you, as well as Spring Valley, Cabell Midland, we'll have those games for you coming up on Friday. 
but that was a concern for a lot of people. Uh, I know that going to southern West Virginia, maybe some of the weather could have been hitting there. Again, this, this hurricane turned a little bit, so maybe not hitting those areas as much, but it was a concern for a while. In high school, you can just pick up and go. Completely different than picking up a college game and saying, we're going to play this here. We're just going to pick this thing up and go here. Completely different beast. High school game, get the kids on the bus on Thursday instead of Friday. Okay, after school, bus them on down. There you go. It happens enough. You just can't wake up and go, okay, you know what? We're just going to bust the college team down. We're going to bust the herd down, and we're just going to go. Doesn't work that way. And I'm sure a lot of people were wondering, why aren't they playing this earlier? Or why aren't they just picking this game up and moving? And I've, I've even seen some of this online. Why isn't this game being played at Marshall? Well, I can answer that one for you. It's not Marshall's game. South Carolina's game. So if they were going to move it, they get to pick the venue to where they're going to go based on availability for one. And... They're not just going to say, you know what, we're just going to we're going to drive up to Huntington play that game. And South Carolina is one of those schools where they're going to want a home game, so they've got options before them. All right, we've got an open date. We can't get this herd game in. We could probably fill this slot up with somebody else, and we can play a football game here. If you're Ohio, Virginia, Virginia probably needs that game. Probably didn't have many options on the table, so Virginia needs that game. Ohio, they're going to play that game. They're going to play in Nashville. Nobody's going to be there. Tickets are free. Concessions are probably where uh, a few dollars are going to be made here, but still, they're going to play that game. I'll give them that. One of those situations where we need this game. That's probably what came up in conversations. We need this game. Hey, look, we've got an option. Let's play. And again, you had to make efforts. Part of this is for the insurance. You've got to make the effort to to play the game because if you've made the effort and you tell insurance, hey, look, here's here's the situation. We have a hurricane that's over our stadium right now. We can't play this game. It's going to go a lot better with the insurance. So if you've got questions about what happened, why certain things fell into place the way they did, the whole logistical story Whatever your question may be, I'm inviting you to tune in to Inside Herd Athletics with Marshall University Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. That's coming up next. Again, take advantage of the phone. Call Mike with your questions. If you've got a question about anything that went down leading up to the cancellation and why certain things are happening, this is your opportunity. you got a free shot, I'm telling you. Take advantage of it. If not, your questions are all invalid after this because you have an open shot, open phone line to Mike Hamrick. And I can't press that enough because I'll see things on the Internet and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, you could have asked that question to the man himself, and you didn't. So take that phone number and call. For our producer, Gabriel Sellers, I'm Paul Swan. Inside Herd Athletics coming up next. Until then, good night, everyone. Station.